the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Canaanites were ungodly, they were immoral, and they were depraved. And now Jacob's daughter Dinah is socializing with the daughters of the land. And Jacob is allowing his daughter to do this. He's not stopping her. And as parents, especially parents with middle school or high school age kids, Uh, We should know who our kids are hanging out with. I never really believed the truth of this phrase until I was in the thick of it. You become the company that you keep. Mixing with those that don't value what you do is a potential breeding ground for moral compromising. In today's message, we see this as Pastor Dan outlines a horrible incident in Jacob's family that couldn't be ignored. As humans, we all make conscious decisions to ignore or be aware of what's happening. Jacob knew what was going on and didn't address it until it cost his daughter pain. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 34 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. We don't skip anything. (laughs) So open to chapter 34 of the book of Genesis today. (laughs) Genesis chapter 34. And we're also going to look at Joshua chapter 8, if you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible so that you can turn there quickly when the time comes. We'll also look at Genesis 49, but I figure if you're in Genesis 34, you probably can find Genesis 49 pretty quickly. But Genesis 34, Joshua chapter 8. I have kind of a, a funny, nerdy pastor thing for you. When I was studying this chapter this week, I have this one commentary on the book of Genesis that was written in the first part of the 20th century. It's a well-known commentary on Genesis, still popular today. Uh, and what the author of that commentary said about chapter 34 is, I can offer no suggestion on treating this text (laughs) for preaching it on a Sunday. So he basically said, I got nothing for you on this chapter. Beginning in verse 1, Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. And his soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. And so Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. Now his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. 
And then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved and very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife and make marriage with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters to yourselves. And so you shall dwell with us and the land shall be before you and dwell and trade in it and acquire possessions for yourselves in it. And then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to what you say to me, but give me the young woman as a wife. But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, and spoke deceitfully, because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, For that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition, we will consent to you. If you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you and we will take your daughters to us and we will dwell with you and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter, and he was more honorable than all the household of his father. And Hamor and Shechem, his son, came to the gate of their city and spoke with the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us, therefore let them dwell in the land and trade in it, for indeed the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to dwell with us to be one people if every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock, their property, and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us consent to them and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of his city heeded Hamor and Shechem his son, and every male was circumcised. And all who went out of the gate of his city Now it came to pass on the third day, when they were in pain, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. And they killed Hamor and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword, and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went out. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their sheep and their oxen, their donkeys, what was in the city and what was in the field, and all their wealth and all their little ones and all their wives they took captive, and they plundered even all that was in the houses. And then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites, and since I am few in number, They will gather themselves together against me and kill me. I shall be destroyed, my household and I. But they said, should he treat our sister like a harlot? And Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we pray and ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher today. 
Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes to the wondrous things you have for us in your word today and open our ears to hear your voice and open our hearts to to respond. I pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. Kind of a tough passage today, right? (laughs) So chapter 34 details this tragic incident that happened to Dinah and that affected Jacob's entire family. And this will have long-term consequences on the whole family. Now, before we dig into this chapter, I just want to share one observation with you right up front here. And that is that God is not mentioned at all in chapter 34. In chapter 33, Jacob builds an altar. He calls upon the name of the Lord. Chapter 35, Jacob will build an altar and call upon the name of the Lord. But here in chapter 34, God is not mentioned. There's no mention of Jacob and his family praying. There's no mention of Jacob calling upon God or seeking the Lord for help or comfort or wisdom. And if there is ever a time for a family to draw near to God for help and healing, it would be during a a traumatic time like this. But sadly, it seems Jacob and his family don't call upon the Lord in this. Now, to give you just the context and to remind you of the context of where we are in Jacob's life, uh, Jacob and his family returned to the land of Canaan. They settled, remember, outside of the city of Shechem. And the reason that he settles on the outskirts of the city of Shechem is because Jacob is a foreigner. And foreigners weren't allowed to come dwell into the city. They had to stay on the outskirts for that reason. The territory of Shechem belongs, it belongs to another clan. It belongs to another family, the Hivites. It's their territory. And so Jacob, as a foreigner, he settles on the outskirts of Shechem that belongs to the Hivites. And we saw that he bought a plot of land there. So he's out on the outskirts of town. He buys a plot of land. He continues to live there with his family and raise his many kids. And then Dinah reaches an age. She's, she's believed to be a teenager at this point, maybe in her late teens. Now, Dinah, verse 1, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. So Dinah now starts hanging out with the daughters of the land of Canaan. Now, what do we know about the daughters of the land of Canaan? Well, what we know is they are not the kind of girls Jacob should allow his daughter to hang out with, as we've seen in Genesis. Uh, Back in chapter 24, if you remember, Abraham did not want his son Isaac marrying a Canaanite girl. And so he sent his servant to his homeland of Haran to find a bride for his son Isaac. And then in chapter 28, Isaac didn't want Jacob to marry a Canaanite girl. And so Isaac sent Jacob to Haran to find a bride for himself. And if you remember, Rebekah said to her husband Isaac, I am sick and tired of these local Hittite women. I would rather die than see Jacob marry one of them. The Canaanites were ungodly, they were immoral, and they were depraved. And now Jacob's daughter Dinah is socializing with the daughters 
of the land. And Jacob is allowing his daughter to do this. He's not stopping her. And as parents, especially parents with middle school or high school age kids, uh, we should know who our kids are hanging out with. And we should not allow them to hang out with kids that would just be an ungodly influence in their lives. Kids that are into things that are just immoral and wrong in God's eyes. You know, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Bad company corrupts good morals. And it does. Now, I'm not implying that what happened to Dinah was somehow her fault. I'm just saying here that the Canaanites were known for their sexual depravity. Think of Sodom and Gomorrah. And really, my question is for Jacob, the dad. The question I would have for Jacob is, why are you letting your daughter spend time with the daughters of Canaan. You know what the Canaanites are like. This is unsafe for your daughter to go into the city of Shechem and hang out with the people that live there. It's unsafe for her. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now let's finish today's message. And you as a father should be protecting her from this. I don't let my wife go to Walmart at night. I don't go to Walmart at night. It's unsafe in my neighborhood to go to the Walmart at night. And Jacob here, as a father, he needs to be more strict with his daughter. Not allow her to do this, but she's, she's going into the city, she's hanging out with the daughters of the land. She's spending her time there. And then verse 2, And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, so he's the prince, he saw her, he took her, and he lay with her, and he violated her. So Shechem is prince of the country. His dad, Hamor, is the king of the Hivites. You know, so he's, you know, it's the most powerful family. It's the ruling family in the land. And we aren't really given the details here of how this happened. We're told that he saw her, he took her, and violated her. And the idea here is by force or without consent. We aren't told the details of how. We aren't told if this were, was a, a random act of violence and Dinah was a random victim, or if Shechem and Dinah knew each other before this terrible thing happened. Were they together? Were they friends? Was there a relationship? It seems that it was not a random act and that they did know each other and that this happened while Dinah was socializing with the daughters of the land. But there's also there's more to this story than Shechem violating Dinah, as awful as that is. 
after he assaults her, Shechem kept Dinah in his house, more or less as a prisoner. In other words, he kidnaps her and keeps her hostage in his house. And we understand that from verse 26. And so there's not just a violation, as awful as that is, he then keeps her hostage in his house. And that's an important detail to the story. I mean, this is kind of like the stories we hear in the news of late about the schoolgirls in Nigeria that are getting kidnapped and held for, for ransom. And this is an important part of the story because when Hamor and Shechem go to negotiate an agreement with Jacob, they have Jacob's daughter, Dinah, in their possession as a hostage. So they're coming now asking Jacob to enter into a covenant and an agreement and combine the two tribes, the two clans, and bring them together and make them one through marriage. But they've got Dinah as a hostage in this negotiation, right? You know, some commentators believe that Shechem violated Dinah and kept her as a hostage for the purpose of forcing Jacob to agree to this covenant. You know, they see how wealthy and powerful Jacob is. He's viewed as a threat to the Hivites. And, and so they take this action to force him to enter into an agreement with them. After Shechem violated Dinah, verse 3 says, his soul, Shechem's soul, was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem was violent and then loving and tender toward Dinah. And unfortunately, this is how more than a few men behave toward women. With violence followed by love and tender words. And that kind of man creates a very fearful wife. A very fearful woman. Because she doesn't know when he's going to turn violent again. And so she, you can sometimes tell. Because that wife is very, very skittish. Around her husband. And he's volatile. And so verse 4. Shechem spoke to his father Hamor saying, get me this young woman as a wife. Shechem's father, again, he's the king of the Hivites. He's the king of that region. And he says to his father, get me this young woman as a wife. He sounds just like Samson uh, in the book of Judges. Samson was also a man who was controlled by his lusts. In Judges chapter 14, it says of Samson, one day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. And when he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. And his father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you could marry? They asked, why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. Samson was a man who was just ruled by his lusts. No self-control. Like Shechem. You know, Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 says, Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. 
those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. A person who belongs to Jesus Christ crucifies their passions and desires. They crucify their sinful nature. They're no longer controlled by the flesh. That's one way that you know that you are in Christ is because you're no longer dominated by your lusts and by your flesh and by your carnal desires. That's one way that you know that you're truly born again by the Spirit. So he says to his father, get her for me. Now look at verse 5. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. So Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter, so somehow the news came to him. Not because Dinah returned home. It's just it's public knowledge now what Shechem has done, that he's violated Dinah and he has her held captive in his house. And then it says, Now his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. And so he held his peace until his sons returned home. If you remember, we've talked about this before, there's no police department. You can't call 911. The men in the family are the police. The men in the family are the law enforcement in this, in this Bedouin culture. So Jacob waits until his sons get home and he and his sons together will respond to this news about Dinah. But before Jacob's sons get home, Hamor, the father of Shechem, shows up at Jacob's house to speak with him in verse 7, verse 6. Then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And then in verse 7, the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. So news gets to them now. So, you know, it's, everybody knows what's happened, what's going on. And the men were grieved and very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. They were grieved and very angry when they heard the news. And I want you to note two terms that are used here in verse 7. First, the use of the word Israel. Do you see that? Because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel. This is the first time the name Israel is used for the whole family. Jacob's family now sees themselves as a distinct nation, the nation of Israel, and the land as the land that belongs to Israel. For the first time now, we see that in the Bible. The second thing you should note is the term disgraceful thing. He had done a disgraceful thing in Israel. This term, disgraceful thing, it is a very powerful word phrase in the Hebrew, listen to what the word means. It is an offense of such profound abhorrence that it threatens to tear apart the fabric of society and for the protection and preservation of society. It can never be tolerated. There are some sins that are so abhorrent that they can actually tear a society apart. Society can't tolerate 
every and all kind of sin in it. There are some things that are just too much and will destroy the society. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how he interacts and intercedes with those he's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.